Hi guys, welcome back to the Scrubs Off Duty podcast. Today I have the most exciting guest, Nikki. She's been requested to come on multiple times and I'm so excited we could find a day to talk. So do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah. Hi guys, it's Nikki Alvarez. I am an ER nurse in New York City. Um, I primarily am like a content creator on TikTok um love connecting with you guys I love Brie we're both ER nurses so this works out perfectly for us um and I'm so excited to be a guest I know I was so excited I love talking to other ER nurses and just seeing like what it's like in your ER and your journey and everything um how did you decide you wanted to be an ER nurse I feel like my route was not very traditional. Um, the whole time I was in school, I really thought I was going to do like peds or L&D. I thought I was totally that that type of girly. Um, I <laughs> basically, my junior, like the summer in between the jun- junior and senior year, I did an externship and they had asked me like, oh, what unit do you want? And I said, I was like peds, L&D, women's health, like anything like that. And they were like, okay, we're going to put you in the ED observation unit. <laughs> And I was like, uh, <laughs> that's not sure. what I asked for, <laughs> not what I asked for, but okay, whatever. Roll with the punches. I'm a very firm believer in like everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I was like, went in with an open mind, had a great time. Like I really loved that unit. It was really like a very like easy unit, but it was a great place like as a student to learn. So then it wasn't really ER at all. It was really just like a med surge unit, but the patients would only be there for like 20 hours. So it like wasn't really considered inpatient. So it was like a lot of chest pains that needed like serial EKGs and tropes and cellulitis that needed like two days of antibiotics. And it was kind of like overflow from ER and also overflow from like the floor. But it was a really great place to learn as a student. And the title of the floor was enough to give me like, an edge in my ER interview. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, when you're a new grad and you're applying for these fellowships, you're like critical care fellowships open, like the applications open before just regular job opening. So it was like probably like February or March of my senior year. And some of the like ER critical care fellowship applications had opened. And I was like, all right, like, let me just apply. Um, literally it was just like a YOLO, let's just apply, see what happens type thing. And my sim professor at the time was like, I think you'd be a really good fit in the ER because he was an ER nurse and he purposely made our sims so hard and like tried to like throw (laughs) us off on purpose. Um, and he was like, I think you'd be a really great fit. Like you're really like quick on your feet. Like your critical thinking skills are great. I was like, okay, like I'll apply, whatever. And then I got the job and I was like, okay, well, everything happens for a reason. So I guess this is where I'm meant to be. And now I'm like, yeah, no, that was a perfect fit for my personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel like I didn't originally think I wanted to do ER either. I wanted to do peds is what I thought at first. And then I like kind of had no idea where I wanted to, but I just like knew I liked kids. So that's why I think I was gearing towards peds. But yeah. no, I feel like once you go to the ER and you're like, wait, This is where I'm supposed to be. (laughs) You can't leave after that. (laughs) Also, like when you're in nursing school, like the idea of peds is like, you know, I feel like it's really like glorified, but like liking kids, liking healthy kids and liking sick kids is very different. Like your experience interacting with a healthy kid. I love kids outside of the ER. When I have a, like, we're like a mixed peds adult ER. So we see some peds, we're not like a specialized peds ER. Now when I see kids, I'm like, 
oh my god what am I supposed yeah. to do like but outside the ER I love children same. I just don't want sick children same yeah and I feel like you don't think about that when you're like no. oh I want to do peds or at least I didn't I was like oh yeah. kids you know but no now yeah. when I see a sick like a, a true sick kid I'm like oh gosh like, yeah. I, I, mean, I can't I can't handle yeah. it I mean I can but you know what I mean like you get nervous yeah. they're fragile nervous. and yeah. so hard uh. I give so much credit to like pediatric nurses I think they're literally yes. incredible and yes. I just yeah also you don't yeah. realize like they hate you like yeah the, the, the kid hates you every time you're, yes. I mean at least in the ER it's probably a little different on like inpatient floors when you can like kind of build a rapport with them and like a relationship right. But in the ER, every time you're going to that room, it's because you're either going to stick them, swab right. them, give them a medicine that tastes horrible. Like, yeah. they see your face, they're going to start crying immediately. Literally. Like, <laughs> they resent you. Yeah. yeah. It's so different. Yeah, you're not just, like, there to, you know, play games with them and cuddle yeah. and have fun. Like, they hate you. You are like, mean. Have, like, the, you do the, the worst things to them. <laughs> the RVP swab like behind your back oh my gosh hi mom are you gonna help me hold yeah (laughs) Uh, but and they just know like you just walk in the room and they know even before you even do anything like (laughs) they just know you're not doing anything you're not here for fun right right (laughs) well I love that you had an instructor that was supportive and encouraging you to go to the ER because I feel like that's pretty rare to yeah. have at least I, I mean it's different everywhere but I feel like majority of instructors at least my instructors were like yeah no no specialties yeah. like ER nothing L&D no like you need to go to med search and yeah. that was like very instilled upon us I I went to NYU and I feel that they very much are like very forward thinking um and like if any school is gonna do it first it's gonna be NYU um, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. Like I loved my experience there so much. So like from the beginning, you know, obviously every once in a while you're going to get a professor that, you know, pushes med surge, but I really felt very encouraged by our professors to kind of go into something that you like are passionate about and that you love. And we had a lot of lectures on like burnout. And I just felt that all the professors were very much like on the same level as us and they wanted us to succeed. And mm-hmm. I still talk to like a few of them now, like it's pretty funny because one of my old percep- um, professors is he works per diem in our ER, so now oh, we're really? just like coworkers. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the other day, like he was in the zone and I was in charge, and I'm like fake yelling at him that he has to go on his break, like as a hundred percent joke, and then he just like looks at me and he was like, "I was your professor a few years ago," and I'm like, "Yeah, well now you have to go on break, so get out of here." <laughs> Now I'm in charge. No, that's really funny. One of my, um, the, the person who taught, the professor that taught our ER, like critical care class, I worked with her. She's pretty M also um, in my old ER. And it was so weird for me, like working with your professor at first, like definitely it became more professional, but I was like yeah. almost at nervous and really scared. Weird. I'm like, yeah. um, wait, you're my coworker now. <laughs> like, how do I you act feel like around you're, like, you? Back in school. <laughs> yes. Like the pressure. And, and then the yeah. one day she was supposed to precept me, but then it ended up getting switched. But I was like, I, I can't do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's going to be my preceptor. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. This is too much pressure. <laughs> It's also, it's like, really the transition funny. between, like, calling them doctor blah, blah, blah to, like, 
their first name now that you're just mm-hmm. like coworkers. Like it's still it still feels feels a little weird now, but now I'm used yeah, to it. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel right. It feels wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like I, this is not allowed. I should not be doing yes. this. <laughs> but I love that though that you have a similar experience. <laughs> That's so funny though. How do you like being charged? Is that you recently have started charge, yeah. right? About, um, well, actually it was in April. So, you know, we're coming on that oh. like year mark. Wow. Time flies. <laughs> time flies. Time does I feel like I fly. just watched videos of you like a couple months ago saying you were yeah. training for charge, but yep. it obviously wasn't a couple months ago. Yeah. It's actually crazy. The whole like time is just wild, but it, I actually really love it. Like I feel like you either love it or you hate it. Um, yeah. I'm really lucky to work at like a really great hospital with a great union and, like our working conditions are definitely way better than like the average hospital where like as mm-hmm. charge, I never have like a patient assignment. Like um, That's nice. we always get our breaks. Like, so, you know, for me, I really like charge cause I like to be in charge. I just like, I like <laughs> calling the shots. Like I love like just having that, like, I don't know how to explain. I just like feel very confident in that chair. And I like mm-hmm. now having that like global view of the department where like I feel confident that like I can run the ship smoothly and mm-hmm. it just like makes me feel good. And now I'm precepting uh, one of our new fellows. So now like I have a really good like variety of being in triage, being in charge, being in the zone by myself, precepting like I feel mm-hmm. very fulfilled by that variety. And like, I like being like, I like knowing that like I'm an important member of the team. Yeah, 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 for sure. I feel like preceptor and charge is such an important role, but that's so true. Some people really hate charge yeah. or just like aren't fit out for it. But I think it, yeah. you have to have like a strong leadership personality. What are yeah. some of the things you have to do as charge in your ER? Like what are your roles? So our like majority of, the time in charge is just moving patients around and playing like, I don't even know what, like, I don't know what game it would be, but constantly <laughs> moving patients around. As soon as you're seen, you're like pulled to a hallway spot. Like who needs a monitor? Who doesn't need a monitor? I assign everyone to nurses. We do like round robin. And then we have like an upgrade system with our physicians. So if like a patient needs to be seen right away, charge nurse is responsible for like figuring out who it needs to be upgraded to and telling the doctor and getting all the resources in the right spot. And then also like just being in charge, you are just responsible for dealing with everyone's problems. Like, yeah. like <laughs> all the questions EGS, come to you. The, tests, the transport, like every, everyone's problem is your problem. But um, I'd like to see myself as like a problem solver. And mm-hmm. a lot of times people aren't actually looking for a solution. They're just looking to like, say something like a soundboard (laughs) like they need to just say it and I'll just be like yeah that's really frustrating and then they're like okay I'm gonna go I'm like okay bye (laughs) I have but that's like the majority of it (laughs) yeah 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 sometimes people just need to like say it out loud and you just need to be there and like acknowledge their feelings and acknowledge the issue offer maybe offer a solution but most of the time they know the solution already they just need to like confirm with someone else that it's like the right thing you're like you're doing great Yes, that's You're exactly doing what you should sweetie. do. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So then are your ratios, I know you said it's charged, like you don't mm-hmm. take patients, but are the ratios when you're in a zone, like, are they still one to four or are they we not? We don't have set fun? ratios. I would say like on an average day, if you're on like the critical care side, we'll have like four or five. Then when it starts getting busy, that's when you see like six, seven. 
Um, and then the urgent care side, like our fast track, you know, you can have like 10, but they're all like walkie talkie, like laceration, ankle pain, like stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we don't get those. I mean, you hear these like horror stories of like New York city ERs where people have like 20 patients like that. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So you said you went to NYU. So you obviously got your bachelor's degree. Was that always your plan to go to nursing school or when did you figure that out that you were like, okay, I want to be a nurse? Yeah. I actually like, I feel like not a lot of people are like this, but I knew in high school that I wanted to be a nurse. I like in like 10th or well, I used to think I wanted to be a marine biologist. And then I found out that marine biologists don't just, like, hang out with dolphins. They actually focus a lot more on, like, algae. And I was like, oh, no, I don't like that. So (laughs) in, like, 10th grade, I really liked, like, biology and and our health class. So that's when I was kind of, like, looking into my options. And I, like, knew I wanted to do something in medicine, but I wasn't really sure, like, which way I wanted to go. And I had volunteered at a hospital in high school. And I'm like looking around and like all I see is nurses. I'm like, Mm -hmm. there's doctors that work here. Like all I see are nurses. Like (laughs) I just saw like how like nursing really is just like the glue that holds the whole hospital together. And Mm -hmm. I really like love people. Like I just like, I knew that I wanted to be like the profession that like is taking care of the person, not just like the disease. So that's why I went into nursing school. But I actually... Um, went to school in Florida for a year and a half. I, yeah, I went to the University of South Florida in Tampa and they had like the type of um, programs where like you got in as like a pre-nursing major, but you weren't actually in the Mm -hmm. program. So you'd take like two years of prereqs and then apply to the nursing program. And if like you got in great, if you didn't, you either had to change your major, like go to a different school. Um, But I just like didn't, I didn't vibe there. Like I didn't really like it. I knew I wanted to transfer and like come home. I tried to do the go away thing. It just wasn't for me. So my like saw so- like the fall semester of my sophomore year, I was like looking to transfer into other schools and I got into NYU. So then I transferred to NYU my sophomore year and I went, I got right, right into their nursing program. So I still graduated like in the four years, um, but I got my BSN from NYU. Nice. I didn't know that you went to Florida. That's a big change. <laughs> I know. It's like a it's like a, a fun fact that a lot of people don't know. <laughs> well, it was good. I liked Florida. I just like the school was like a really big commuter school and I was from New York and I was like in a dorm room that was only for like pre-nursing students. Mm. So we were all in the same classes and we we're all like competing for the same spots. And like, I felt like all my friends were going home on the weekends and obviously I couldn't go home on the weekends right. because I was from New York. So I, it just wasn't for me, but yeah. I mean, I still enjoyed my time there. I just wanted to come home and try something different. Yeah. I think that's fine. I think a lot of people don't talk about how hard it is to leave home, especially that yeah. far of a distance. Like it can be really hard Yeah, when you know, I mean, you obviously can make friends, but you know, no one, but yeah. Like, that's how I felt with leaving to do travel nursing. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm yeah. going to leave my whole family and, like, move across the country for a short term of, or a short time. But still, yeah. it's, it's hard. Out of your comfort it's zone, hard. for sure. Um, and also, like, I had decided 
like my junior year of high school that I wanted I was like I hate it here I'm going as far away as possible like I didn't have a good like high school experience so I was like I'm getting out of here like whatever I had all my colleges like picked out and then my senior year of high school me and Jacob started dating I start getting like this great friend group and I'm like oh I don't I, actually I like it here, it here. <laughs> I feel like everyone goes but, through that phase where they're like nope I cannot wait to leave <laughs> like it yeah. is horrible I was like here. I need to get as far away from here as possible <laughs> so that was interesting congrats on your recent engagement by the way Thanks. so so exciting Jacob is in PA school right yeah how is yep. how is that on your relationship do you like being with someone in healthcare I feel like everyone has their pros and cons I personally yeah. really like it but I mean I'm with a nurse yeah. so how is it with someone in PA school yeah well you know it's different. Um, it's actually kind of crazy because like, you know, we both started dating before either of us were in healthcare. Like, mm-hmm. um, so it's been quite the journey, but I, I really like it because like during COVID when he was still like taking his prereqs and I would come home from work and I'd be like so upset with like everything that's going on. And I would like try to talk to him about like the things I'm seeing. And like, if you've never been in a hospital, if you never worked in a hospital, you just like, even you can listen all you want, but you're never going to like actually be able to grasp anything that that person is saying to you. Mm-hmm. And now like he's working in the ICU, like three twelves a week for the last semester. And like, we just talk about like everything now. And I know now like anything I say, like he'll know what I'm talking about. And like mm-hmm. the other day there was like some like order on a patient that I was like, I don't know if this is right. And I just like happened to be texting him and I was like, do we give this for this? Who's like, yeah, we do. And I was like, okay, great. Thanks. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's just nice. And now that he's doing like the three twelves, I can like, he still has to study and he still has class like outside of that. So he's still really busy. But, like now I like kind of see like how life will be after school when he's yeah. just doing three twelves and I'm just doing three twelves. So I'm excited. And it's, I'm like, just like so proud of him because like mm-hmm. when we started dating, he like was like, I'm going to school for football and now he's like top of his like PA school class, like literally is like a 4.0. It's incredible. Wow. He's so smart. I'm like, wow, like you're smarter than me now. Like, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that one. Does <laughs> so he? Great. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, that's awesome. Does he know where he wants to work after? Um, he- right now he's he's pretty open. Um, he's doing his like ICU like mini fellowship like capstone thing. He likes ICU. He also really loved the ER. So we'll see. It's like, it's kind of, it's similar to nursing where it's like that first job is like the hardest to kind of get. And then, you know, after that you can do whatever you want. So we'll see what happens. Do you have any plans for furthering your education or anything like that? Or do you like where you're at right now? I I just think I like where I'm at right now. I really thought I was going to go back to school. Um, if I ever go back to school, it'll be for like a master's in education, like nursing education to kind of be like a like clinical teacher or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But right now I'm just chilling. Like I really genuinely enjoy where I'm at in my life. And also like Jacob is finally going to be done with school in May. Like it, it would just be insane for me to be like, okay, now I'm going back to school. Like <laughs> my turn. <laughs> we've been dating for eight and a half years and the whole time someone has been in school. So I'm mm-hmm. very excited for this like next chapter of life. 
where neither of us are in school and we can like plan our wedding and eventually move in together and like do all that and just like where I'm at right now I don't need to go back to school and also I feel like there's like a lot of pressure to like yeah you know what's next what's next what's next and it's like I'm chilling like I'm having a good time like I make good money like I like everything that's going on in my life right now like I don't Mm -hmm. need to add any more stress I feel pretty much the same way. I feel like originally my plan was literally that why I got my associate's degree. One of the reasons was so I can start working on my two years of experience, you know, get my bachelor's online and then go straight to NP school. Like that was my plan in my head. And like, you know, when I was 17 or whatever, that was my goal. But now that I'm actually, you know, a nurse and doing it and got my bachelor's and all that, I'm like, I don't think I want to do that (laughs) right now. Like I, you know, props to all the people that do go to NP school and, you know, get their CRNA or whatever. Like, yeah, that is just not something I see right now. Yeah. In like my five-year plan, but I feel like it's always, you know, whether it's yourself putting pressure on yourself to move forward and further education, or it's just like other people, like you said, like what's next, what's next. I don't think that's something you have to do, you know, like, yeah, I love that you're happy where you're at. I'm, I'm happy where I'm at too, but it's like a internal battle that I have with myself because I feel like you're always used to, you know, moving forward in life and whatever, but like, it's okay. It's okay to be happy where you're at. It's not like you're not learning too. Like, I feel like I have to tell myself that a lot. Like I'm still learning every single day. Yeah. So like that part of me is fulfilled, yeah. you know? Yeah. And also like there are like the really cool thing about nursing is that there's so many things you can do without a master's. Like mm-hmm. I, for by no means do I think I'm going to be an ER nurse forever. I know that it is not a sustainable like specialty. Um, it's fun right. for me when I'm young and it's exciting, but like by no means do I think I'll be here forever. But there are so many things I can do without having to go back to school. Like, there are so many Mm -hmm. other, like, specialty units you can try. There's so many different, like, outpatient things. I was a school nurse for a little bit, like, as a side job. Like, that was great. Like, I can see myself doing that when I'm, like, older and ready to settle down. And then also, Mm -hmm. you can literally go back to school whenever you want. There's just, like, I feel like there's a lot, like, your 20s and, like, your 20s and even like into your 30s there's just a lot of like societal pressure to like go 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 but you Mm. have your whole life to literally do whatever you want like if I want to go back and do like an online program for nursing and like education when I'm older like I'll do it then like it's not a big deal like I don't need to do anything right now I think there's just like a lot of Mm -hmm. not even just like nursing just like in your 20s, there's so much pressure from society to like constantly like just keep going, 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 work yourself into the ground that it's like, well, now your mm-hmm. life is past and like what, what do you have to show for it besides like the fact that you worked your whole right. life? Right. I just want to have fun. Exactly. Like, I'm chill. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I was just talking to my parents about this um, a few weeks ago that like I'm going to botch it. How do you say it? I always say it the opposite <laughs> way. Hold on, wait. Let me think about it. I want to live. I want to live to work. No, I want to work to live, not live to work. Is that right? 
I don't know, whatever way it is, saying. is like basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm trying to say? It's a saying, but I always say it the opposite <laughs> yeah. way that I'm intending yeah. to. But, you know, like I think obviously you want to work and you, you need to make money and stuff like that and live, but like there's so much more yeah. to life than the grind, yeah. you know? And like you're saying in your 20s and even 30s, I feel like there's so much pressure to grind it all out and get get this yeah. done, get this and achieve this. But like these are the best years of your yeah. life, you know? And I, I asked my grandma before she passed away, I was like, what was your favorite age mm-hmm. in your life? And she said her 20s. Those were her favorite yeah. years. And it's like, you know, like you said, what do you have to show yeah. if all you do is work, 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 work? Yeah. You know, you those aren't yeah. memories that – I mean, maybe they are. Maybe if you're really <laughs> work-driven, yeah. I know people are like that. But you also want to live a little yeah. because, you know, life is short and you never know when it can yeah. change. Especially, so, like, working I, I love in the that. ER, like, I feel we have a better understanding that life is short and – literally Mm -hmm. tomorrow is never promised and it's like you know it's good to be focused on the future and like do things to better yourself but you also like can't lose yourself in the process and I think it's really easy to lose yourself in the process and I think um it takes a lot of like self-reflection and just like actively trying to like better yourself and like figure out like how Mm -hmm. can I make the most out of what's given to me and kind of just enjoy every day and like live every day like you might not have tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And I feel like, like you said, working in the ER, you definitely get that perspective because, you know, not that I didn't live my life to the fullest before becoming an ER nurse, but I definitely think like, especially there's some days that, you know, you have a really rough day and it really puts things into perspective. Yeah. But, you know, working in the ER, you see people's worst days every day pretty much. And so it really, you know, goes to show that you got to do your best to live life to the fullest because you never know when you can't anymore. So you're really big, which I love. I am too, (laughs) on using your PTO. I love that. You're you're on a stretch (laughs) right now, right? Of 15 days off. Love that for you. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> I I really like that you use your PTO. I worked with so many people who had hours and hours and hours stacked on each other, like hundred hours or something ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm like over here with three hours left. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I uh. use that. <laughs> like, paid vacation. Yeah, <laughs> will yeah. do. Yeah, 100%. And you you always stack your schedule in a way to where like, like you're only using three days, right, right now? Yeah. So do yeah. you want to talk mm-hmm. about how you do that? Yeah, um, it's my absolute favorite thing to do. And I've made so many TikToks about it because I just need to share the wealth. Right. <laughs> um, but if you have three – so we work 312s. So if you have – it's also really hard to explain. Every time I make this video, I like green screen with Nurse Grid because I can't explain it without the visual. But and even, if you and even to, when you make it that way, people still are like, I don't get it. <laughs> Because I've made videos too about it, but like eight days off when I've t- done it without yeah. PTO, people are like, this makes no yeah. sense. I'm like, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it sounds so hard to explain, but. Yeah. If you have, if you work three days a week and you self-schedule and you can pick which days you work and you have three days of PTO, which is one week, one week of your schedule off. And then the week before you stack to work in the beginning of the week. So you work Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 
you've off the rest of the week, not taking any PTO because you already did your 312s. And then the next week you have PTO, you have seven days off there. And then the week after the week of your vacation, you back end that week to work Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So in total, you have 15 days off. The only thing that's like is bad about this is when you come back from vacation, your schedule probably is going to be awful. Yeah, probably. Because anytime you like back end a week and then you have to get like that four day weekend and your like weekends in whatever, um, your schedule is probably going to be a little rough when you get back, but you just have 15 days off so you can do whatever. Right. You're ready. You recuperated. You can handle it. Yeah. (laughs) Just think about the time off you had. (laughs) Unless you came back from like a big, a big trip and you came back like the day before you go back to work. Like I do not recommend doing that. Always give yourself like yeah. One or two days at least. Well, you gotta to like you gotta unpack. You. Come down. From Some the people don't do that though. Some people literally leave work yeah. straight to the airport, come back home, and they're at work like an hour later. I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> Listen, good for them. Good for them. My yeah. brain could not do that. Yeah, on the verge of a panic attack. Like. I need at least 24 hours to settle down. Yeah, mentally prepare. prepare. You need to mentally prepare for work. (laughs) Yeah. Also, like the anxiety of like if your flight is delayed or like something happens and like you're in a different state and you're supposed to be at work. Yeah, that's a a lot of pressure. (laughs) Yeah, I'm already already panicking that it's gonna rain on my wedding day in like two years. Like my anxiety cannot. Not. <laughs> it's not gonna rain it's not gonna rain we're it's gonna fine. manifest that it is going to be the most beautiful day ever the best weather it's in october right is that when you picked out october yeah that's gonna my yeah. um brother my brother's best friend he's like a family friend now basically he's been in our lives for years he got married in october I think it was October 22nd. Is that your date? Or is it the 24th? Um, October 26th. 26th. I knew it was 27th. Of 2024, yeah. Um, But it was October 22nd. And I live in Michigan. So Michigan, I mean, it's pretty similar weather to New York. Like, not nice. Like, cold in the the winter (laughs) and fall. Like, it's cold most of the time, snowy. And it literally was the most – it was 70 degrees on his wedding day this last October. Sunny, beautiful – like the best weather you could ever imagine. And then yeah. the next day it was like raining and gross, you know? So like this is <laughs> going to happen for you. I am <laughs> – you are going to have the best weather. Yeah. I'm putting it out there now. <laughs> Everyone that listens to this podcast, please put it out there for me. <laughs> no rain on Nikki's wedding day. <laughs> you don't have to follow me on TikTok. You don't have to follow me on Instagram. Please just manifest that it will yes. not rain on my wedding day. <laughs> Manifest it with us right now. <laughs> Stop everything you're doing. <laughs> but they say rain is good luck, though, don't they? Isn't that what they say? I feel like they yeah, just sure. say that, it though. Rain to like... in the morning. It can rain after the ceremony. I don't care. Just for the ceremony, I need it to be sunny. <laughs> it's, it's gonna for be my beautiful. pictures outdoors, <laughs> I need it to be sunny. Uh, it will, and it'll this happen. hair? This hair? On a humid day, forget about it. (laughs) Yeah, you do. You do have curly hair. I I did get a couple questions about curly hair tips. I know you you probably got all the tips, right? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. 
I I'm only your had hair is good. Years. I love your hair. I I mean I, know, I think it's always like, the like you wish you had what you didn't have. Like I wish I had yeah. curly hair. My hair is. I'm definitely straight. learning to love it more. The issue is that I still don't have like a solid routine where like it looks the same every time. And I don't think anyone with curly hair will say that their hair looks the same every time. So like some days it'll look great, and those are the days I post on TikTok. Some days it looks like I stuck my finger in like an electrical socket. Um, I don't post on TikTok those days. That's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Um, You're so funny. An electrical (laughs) socket. I'm sure it never looks like that. I'm sure you just think it looks that way because you're... Next time it looks like that, I'll send you a picture. Yeah, I need to see it because I don't believe it. (laughs) I've only seen your hair look beautiful. Social media is not real. That's true. Highlight reel. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You commute to work, right? It's like a decent drive. Yeah, it's about an hour um, with no traffic. Um, it's honestly not that bad. Like some people think I'm actually crazy. I yeah, think also I think you're if crazy. you're not, <laughs> if you're not from like the New York, like Long Island, New Jersey area, it's very hard to like understand. Like I feel like people that live in like LA and like that area will understand. Like if you live in like a big city, like Long Island, literally, which is where I live. Mm-hmm. was like designed for people who come like work in the city but want to live in the suburbs mm-hmm. so like even though it may seem crazy that I like drive an hour like everyone at that time is also driving towards the city because everyone works in the city because like that's where the money is that's like it's just like how it is I don't know but I went to school in the city also so like this is nothing new for me okay. I commuted to school I commute to work um it's just, it is what it is. I listen to audiobooks in the car. I, like, literally love my car with all my heart. Like, my car is my safe place. And <laughs> there's, like, nothing I love more than, like, a after a rough shift. Like, just getting in my car and, like, being alone. And, like, mm-hmm. if I wanted it to be quiet, it could be quiet. If I want to scream to music, I can scream to music. Like, mm-hmm. if I want to escape into a fantasy book, I can do that. Um and I just love that. Like, it's just so like cozy and I love it. And then I come home and like, I walk in the door and both my parents who I love with all my heart, don't get me wrong, but I, like walk in the door, they're like, how was work? I'm like, <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> like, it was great. It was <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, again, I'm chilling. It doesn't bother me. I know it's not forever. Um, Right. And the moment that it's, like, causing me more stress than, like, not, then I'll stop. But, like, again, like, it is No, but I think is. that's good. You make the most out of it. Like, you listen to yeah. audiobooks, you know, like, yeah. you listen to good music. You make fun of – you make the drive fun. Yeah. You and know? also, and like, I, my job is so good. Like, I get two breaks every shift. I get six weeks of vacation. Mm-hmm. Like, the pay is good. Like, it's worth it's it. Worth it's the worth hour the commute. commute for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I get it. That's justifiable for sure. You are a big book girl, which I love. <laughs> I know. I'm like looking at the bookshelf right now. What what books are you reading right now? Last night I started um, If He Had Been With Me on Kindle. 
um which everyone replied to my story was like oh my god girl get ready to cry like that book is so traumatizing like it's so sad and I'm like that's literally why I'm reading it um I I haven't cried from a book yet wow I don't know why I haven't cried what's like the saddest book you've read I don't know I almost (laughs) cried from one of the Colleen Hoover books Reminders of him, I think, almost yeah. made me cry. Yeah, that book made but, like, me cry like, the other a ones, little. But no, like people said when I read it starts with us or it ends with us. No, it ends with us. That's the first one. Yeah. They said yeah. like, oh my gosh, be prepared to cry your eyes out. And I didn't yeah. cry. And I was like, Is there do I have wrong something me? wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. Like, that, yeah. For me, like the books that make me cry the most are like. Um, a lot of times it's like these like fantasy series that have like four, five, six books in a series mm-hmm. where like you really feel like you know the characters and then like a mm-hmm. character dies that you yeah. love and then that's when I'm like sobbing. Um, a, like it's very hard for like a standalone book, like just like one book to make, to make me cry. Um, I'll like feel the emotions, but like the times that I feel like truly, um, connected enough to the characters like I need a few books to like warm up and like really feel connected to a character and then the character dies and then that's when I literally like can't breathe I'm like hyperventilating because <laughs> I think it's like someone I actually know in real life okay well maybe I just need to read some series and maybe I will cry and not feel like so bad about well, myself yeah, also <laughs> no you don't need to cry to like be a no like human. I love the books but I it just it makes yeah. me feel bad when someone's like oh my gosh I cried for hours about this and I'm like why did I not cry like am I okay am no, I emotionally unstable fine. because I didn't cry <laughs> do you cry from like books I mean not books wow do you cry from like movies and tv shows yeah if they like are are sad I for sure cry anything with dogs yeah. I cry I know that sounds yeah, yeah, like yeah. probably really yeah. crazy like I cried during there was a Super Bowl commercial <laughs> there was a Super Bowl commercial. commercial I cried and we were out at a restaurant <laughs> me and Brandon were out at a restaurant and <laughs> I cried and he was like you're not crying right now and I was like I'm crying <laughs> I can't hold it in I can't yeah, no, that one that one made me sob. Yeah. Also, my dog died in like November, so oh, that really I'm sorry. Hit. I was like, "Who did this? Who did this?" <laughs> okay, but my dog died like, like literally in fifth grade, and I still cry about it. Like, I feel like you never get over it. You yeah. know, like that's your dog. It's, it's so sad. Yeah, it's so sad, and it's also like it's been now like three months, and I still like walk in the house, and I like I'm like, "Hello, it's, like why is it so quiet? Sad. Like it's so weird." I'm gonna cry. Know, I'm gonna sad. cry. No, don't. Cry. Uh, yeah. You have emotions. You're Maybe. Fine. I don't know. Just for dogs. You're fine. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, gosh. Um, I saw you got a Kindle, which... I freaking love that I thing. had the same thoughts that you did about, like, you know, you got to have the real hard copy book. Yeah. And yeah. I recently... Brandon's family had, like, a few extra Kindles, so I took one of theirs because I was yeah. like, I cannot bring all these books 
to Arizona and then back to Michigan. Yeah, like yeah. I come on, be realistic, Brie. Like you're gonna have to get over your hard copy book thing yeah. and get a Kindle. Which yeah. I love that you got one too because now I feel like I, I'm literally obsessed yeah, with it. I I never thought I would turn into a Kindle girly, and I didn't think you would either, either. with your bookshelf right there. But it happened. I mean, I'm still I'm still really sick in the head, and I buy the books that I read on. No, Kindle. you don't. Do you really? <laughs> <laughs> Only if I give it a five star. Oh, okay. If I give it four star, I don't need it. If I give it five star, which I tend to give out pretty liberally. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll buy the hard copy book for decoration purposes. But I have a feeling that that will change when I move out of this bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, because right now, like, the all of the decorations are literally just books. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I have, like, an apartment with Jacob, I don't know how many books I'll have. But you know what? I'm going to have my books, so I don't you know You just have to get a bigger bookshelf in the apartment. or yeah. <laughs> And he can add yeah. his books if he has books, and then it's perfect. Yeah, he could add his PA school <laughs> books. Perfect. <laughs> it fits right in. Yeah, Five stars. No. But seriously, the Kindle, the Kindle, love her. Um, she's just the best. Like, I don't even want to read anything if it's not on Kindle Unlimited now. Wow. What a change. What a change of heart. What a change. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I've only read one book on the Kindle so far, so I haven't haven't really committed. I just feel like hope. I love that, like, you know, like, how much time you have left in the book and, like, how much time you have left in a chapter. Mm-hmm. Like, knowing you only have five minutes left in the chapter, you're like, okay, cool. Like, and you can just, like, put your head down for five minutes to, like, not touch your phone. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I just, like, fly through the book so much quicker on the Kindle. But do you – so when you have a hard – my sister and I were just talking about this, too. Like, when you have a hard copy book, when you get to the next chapter, do you look ahead to see how many pages that chapter is to determine, like, am I going to read this or should I put it down? Because I do that with every chapter. I'm like, okay, how long is this? Do I have enough time to read no, it? Should I, I read I it? I don't do that with the – I don't do that with the actual books, but on the Kindle, I'm always looking like how much time is left in the chapter. See, I always I get too scared to see a spoiler that's, if I start. That's true. Like, going you just you just pages. close your eyes. <laughs> you just I can't. I have the intrusive thoughts. I'd be like, okay, but no, like, I no I kind of do look at the spoilers. Like I when I get a new book, I always look at the last page. <laughs> I know that's like not okay. Maybe you are a psychopath. Like, yeah, that's a little psychotic. I don't know. No, it's because I want to know how many like pages are in the book, so I know you know. Yeah, that's fine. Look at the number. No, we'll look at that. It's just like, it's on the. Page. I know, but then you like catch a few words, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and then I just can't that's hold myself. <laughs> I have to. That is. Sick behavior. Maybe that's why I don't cry because I already know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I need to stop. You already know the whole book. Right? I, have a, I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I do it, but I just need to know. I, I need to know. It's an interesting character trait I've just Yeah. Learned. You're like, okay, never talking to Brie again. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> just kidding. Um, you have a little book club too, right? Yes, I do. I love, I love my Discord. I love that. Um, I love everyone that's in it. It's just such like a fun, a fun time. Like it definitely has like periods where it's like more active than not. Mm-hmm. Um, like based off of like who's in there talking, but it's just like a really fun place to like 
as soon as like you finish a book, like go on there, see who's read it. And then you could talk about it with them and um, like give book recommendations. And um, I have like the book of the month. And then we talk about those a little bit. It's not, it's really like informal. Like I know some book clubs like, are like read the book by this date. And then we're going to have like these discussion questions. Like we don't do anything like that. We literally, I just like recommend a book month. And then like in that little like space on discord, we'll like some people will talk about it, but I don't know. It's just fun. Like it's a nice spot. And I've just like made like a few friends from that book, that book club that like I'll message on Instagram and like, we'll go back and forth. Um, it's just like another corner of the internet that has like a special place in my heart, you know? Yeah. I love that. I need to join. I, I think I was intimidated because I thought like all book clubs, you like, you know, you have to read it by this state sort of thing. And I can never no, accomplish I that. that. <laughs> I like never meet deadlines like that. So I was nervous. Listen, but. do you think do you think anything that I do would be like organized and like set like that? Because it's not. Um, Chaos it's just like only. a place Chaos that people only. talk. Yeah, yeah. I should have known. Should have known better. Okay, well now I have to join. Should have known. <laughs> Download the Discord app. Yeah, I will. I'll do it after this. I promise. Well, but I'm behind. I'm sure you read like crazy amounts of books. I'm envious of you. How many books have you read already in 2023? I don't even want to know. I want to know, but I don't want to know. I think like, I think I'm not. Okay. So January, I think I read like 12. Oh my God. Um, and then. That's but awesome. February, February, I think I've only done like three. I think I'm at like 14 or 15 for the year. That's um, literally I how much like, I read vacation. last year. I think I read 14 books. That's, and, and, that's good. Oh, no, that's, it's not. That's normal. You read that in not even two months, and you're telling me 12 months? This is not <laughs> normal behavior. This is, like, obsessive personality. Like, there's been times when I was reading Zodiac Academy, and it, like, literally completely consumed me. I would, like, look up. And I'd be like, this is not normal behavior. <laughs> like, I need to go touch some grass or something. Like, like I have a very like obsessive personality. So, you know, everything is like a spectrum. I'd say that I'm on the more like unhealthy obsession uh, <laughs> side of reading. Okay, but if you're gonna so, have an unhealthy obsession, I think reading is a good one to have. You know, like oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm the same way. Yeah. I have a very addictive personality. Like, but I'll go through phases. Like, I will be on the yeah. reading train and go through. Like, I read in January. Yeah. I think I read three books, which is the most. I know that's not really much compared to you, but it's a lot for me. No, it it's, is. It's a lot for me. Okay. It is. <laughs> and I was like banging them out and then now I'm like yeah I'm I'm stuck I'm stuck well yeah but I, yeah you go through slumps and then all it takes is like one good book to be like oh yeah, yeah I'm into this again yeah. but then if you like read one that you're not really into then and it takes you like forever to finish mm-hmm. then it's like oh this sucks like I don't want to do this anymore yeah. that's how I read the silent patient have you read that one no I have it but I haven't read it yet oh okay so that one took me two months to read and I'm like you like Brandon makes fun of me because every book I rate like a five star he's like you just (laughs) give out five stars (laughs) and I'm pretty sure I gave it a two wow I like really didn't like it and so yeah if I gave it a two you know like it's it's rough or it was rough for me but I I just really didn't like it so it took me forever but then I feel guilty not finishing it so then I just like did not read because I was stuck on it and a lot of people like people feel very strongly one way or the other about like 
um, like stopping a book like halfway through and like not picking it up again. I haven't done that yet, but I also haven't like co- like come across a book that like I really don't like. Yeah, because like I know the genre I like, and I mm-hmm. tend to stick within that genre, so I like never really have something like I don't like. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's true. I feel like it's not that I didn't like the topic of it. It just was like a little slow, but also yeah. Like, I kind of knew what was the ending anyway. And I didn't read the last page of that one, but I knew the ending. Like, I I knew what was coming. Yeah. But that's okay. I'm I'm getting better. I'm working towards it. I'm on (laughs) the last book. Have you read the um, Maybe Now, Maybe Someday? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I'm on the last last one of that. Almost done. So that's my first series I've read, though, since I've started reading. Yeah. And I, I do get what you're saying, though, with, like, learning the characters more because yeah. I do like series in that way. Yeah. But I haven't cried yet. That's in the I don't know if it's a tearjerker. I don't think, I mean, it's uh, like, it's like a, like, I mean, it has some like serious elements to it, but it's like mostly rom-com or at least romance. Yeah. I was like, I was really right. into Colleen Hoover when I started reading and now I kind of like, eh. like now that I've read other things, I think they're great to like get into reading because they're really quick and like easy um mm-hmm. and like they get you hooked quickly but now that I'm like I've read other things I'm like oh definitely not like my favorite yeah. author anymore or like yeah yeah I do think like she really got me into reading yeah and now I, I have like kind of looked at other books that people recommend based off of those books yeah. like other romance books yeah. and I do really like other authors I think I was just kind of nervous to branch out go some yeah 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 that's fair I was going to ask you that, though. Like, what are some books you would recommend for people who, like, haven't read in forever and want to get back into it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm still going to recommend Colleen Hoover to start just because they're super easy reads that will get you hooked, mm-hmm. like, on the first chapter, which is important. Right. Um, let's take a look. What else do we have here? Um, I personally love Emily Henry. Have you read anything by Emily Henry yet? Yeah. Okay. Which one did I read? It's yellow. It's yellow. It wasn't book lovers. I have people. No, it's orange. It's orange. I see it. People we meet on vacation. Yeah. You didn't like it, right? And I read read another one too, I think. What's the other orange one right there? Beach Read. Beach Read. Did I read Beach Read? January, her name is. Uh, I think I I have that one. I'm supposed to read that one. Book lovers. Book lovers, I started reading and then I put it down. But I, I brought it, I brought it to restart it. I think I read People We Meet on Vacation. That's with Poppy you know and what? Alice. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. I did read that, that one. one. I love that. I one. she's hit or miss though because she's like contemporary I just, romance. I think she's considered. So again, she's I, a hit or miss. I just feel like they dragged on a little bit. Yeah, and they like it wasn't as engaging to me. I think the problem was I went from Colleen Hoover straight to Emily Henry. They're very, and it was just like it was very different. Did you so read, I just wasn't. Yeah. Did you read Things We Never Got Over engaged. by Lucy Score? No, that's, that's one with really all the daisies on the front, right? That's on my to be read list, and but then I literally was gonna order it off of Amazon. And I was reading the reviews on there, and a lot of people were like, this is the worst book I've ever read. And I'm like, wait, what? Are you on Goodreads? 
Yeah, I would look on like, the reviews on Goodreads. I barely do. I I don't really use it much. Yeah, no, just look, look at like there. the reviews. Like if you're going somewhere to look at reviews, I'd look at Goodreads before like Amazon. Don't 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 trust Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> that one, I I really 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 love things I never got over. That's also on Kindle Unlimited. Um, it happened one summer. Tessa Bailey, great romance romance book. Is that the blue one? Yeah, is it blue. Yeah, yeah. You really I know that your one. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like a very visual person. <laughs> I'm like picturing my bookshelf. Yeah. No, I really liked that one. And she has a, a second Hook, book. So that one. I like that yeah. one too. What about, um, um, did you do Every Summer After? That's a good one. Every Summer like After. Carly Was Fortune. that the one? They're like jumping. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that one. Yeah, I, that I one really liked that one. It's it very. Did you watch the summer I turned pretty, or have you no, read the books? No, I've heard about it. But oh my I gosh! It. You want to talk about a TV show that made me cry? You <laughs> 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 emotions. <laughs> but that made me cry, right? Yeah. And that book reminded me of that show, yeah. which it's also a book too. But yeah, I really liked that's a good that. one. I, but I don't think maybe I almost cried in that book. Oh. Every summer after. Yeah, I don't know I don't if know. I cried from that one. Because there was a sad part in it, there right? There is a sad part in it. Yeah. Um, like, what else? Oh, did you read The Unhoneymooners? I really like that one, too. Yeah. I, I got through that one really fast. Yeah. What about The Love Hypothesis? I have that in my drawer. Is that good? I need to read it. That's my favorite one from Allie Hazelwood. Her other ones are like, okay. Oh, and also another really good one is The Dead Romantics. I listened to that one on Audible, and I have the physical copy. It's really good. Have you read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo? I really liked that one. I liked that one a lot, too. uh, Oh, you know what? I don't think you'd like this book, but uh, some people, I loved it. This is like a true, 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 like, you either love it or you hate it, is Normal People by Sally Rooney. I freaking love that book. Normal People. But so many people really, really hate it. Add it to my list. Okay. I don't know if why. Like what it. do you what What do they hate about it? Um, it's is it romance? <laughs> so it's like one of those like tragic romances that are like painfully realistic, mm-hmm. and like just a constant cycle of like right person, wrong time. But like, is it really the right person? But like, you keep coming back to that person, type thing. Um, but you you don't you're not like a fantasy person, right? I don't know. I've never really read any fantasy. Yeah, it's definitely. Well, do you? The question I always ask when people, like, you know, maybe want to get into it is, like, do you like any fantasy, like, TV shows or movies, or are you not really into those either? I don't know. I don't really even watch TV yeah. shows or movies anymore. Like, Yeah, me I feel either. Like, like, what's your – if if you were to recommend a fantasy book, like, to see if you like it or not, like, top one must read, yeah. what would it be? I always, always, always recommend um, A Court of Thorns and Roses to start. Um, isn't that a really – isn't it long? That's a big um, book, right? This is the thing about – all fantasy books are going to be, like, long and have a lot of books in them, like, all the series. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, how they are. The first book is not that long. It's, like, probably, like, 300 pages. Oh, like, okay. it looks like a normal book. But the, the series itself, this is the first book. Okay. That so looks like that looks big. That looks more than 300 <laughs> Well, let's go to the last page. <laughs> Read it. And I'll tell you if you should. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, it's 419. But that's like a good, that's a good series to start off with if you're trying to get into fantasy. 
Um, and then from there, I have like a million recommendations. But th that is always what I recommend starting with. And if you're into that, then it like opens the whole world for you. Okay. Well, I need to add that to my list and see if I like yeah. it. it. It's so overwhelming because literally on my Goodreads, my to-be-read list is – 25, yeah. 25 books and I'm like where do I even start I think I have like over 100 on there oh my like, gosh <laughs> that's even more because anytime someone like recommends it I'm like yep 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 add, yep. add it to the list add 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 add, add. me me right now <laughs> adding everything you say all the books every day I'm never gonna read all the books in the world just kind of sad but oh shatter me series is also another really good series that one's less um fantasy and more like dystopian type which some people are more into Gotta add that I'm all right now <laughs> oh my goodness okay let's go over some of the questions oh yeah because we got some questions what hobbies do you guys have outside of nursing literally i only have two and that's like working out and reading i feel like that's th it. those would be mine too and also that just works. like taking my dogs on a walk and hang, <laughs> hanging out with family and friends. But like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know if that's considered a hobby. Is that a hobby? <laughs> Probably not. It's something you do. Something I do. Yeah. Have we normalized pre-shift anxiety? Indicator of something more or worse? Question Have we mark? normalized it? I think. I don't think I've normalized it. I don't think it should be normalized. But I think it's something that, like, it, it can go either way. I think you need to, like, self-evaluate whether it's a healthy amount of anxiety or if it's, yeah. like, okay, this is a toxic workplace. Like, I will I will say, like, my first few months as a nurse, I definitely had pre-shift anxiety frequently. But I, like, knew it was just because, like, it was self-inflicted. You know, I was, like, worrying about things out of my control. And, like, after a long time off – I definitely will still get it sometimes, but it's not anywhere near the amount that I would before. So I think you kind of yeah. have to like evaluate, is this healthy anxiety? Is yeah. this normal or is this is like extreme? Or not? Yeah. I think also, I think it's very normal um, to have it as like a new grad because mm -hmm. you're new and you have literally no idea what's going on. Right. Um, and like being a new grad is actually the hardest thing you'll ever do. Mm -hmm. um, and But then, you know, it goes away. It's normal for it to like go away. And personally, like when I say, like when I say I have like pre-shift anxiety, like on TikTok and stuff, I'm talking about like waking up early, like mm -hmm. making sure I don't sleep through my alarm, like right. making sure I don't have traffic to get there. Like I have more, I never have anxiety once I get to work. Yeah. Like if you have, if you have pre-shift anxiety that then translates into like a 12-hour shift of anxiety right that's different that's totally different. um I think a little bit of like normal like just nervousness about like the routine and like what's going to happen when you get to work and stuff I think that's normal yeah and I think that I would have these feelings for like any job yeah I agree I agree definitely I think yeah like you said a lot of the anxiety is, you know, like I'll set five alarms in the morning because I'm like, I, I got to make sure I wake up and go to work. You know, like I don't yeah. want to be late. I don't, you know, I don't think I'm anxious when I'm actually doing my job. It's more just like, no, 
anxious about getting there safely, anxious about, you know, being on time, stuff like that. So no, in no way, I don't think we normalize it. And I hope no one feels that it's normalized because I don't think it should be. And if you are- Well, I feel like you can use the word normalize in like two different contexts. Right. Where like if we're saying like we're normalizing it for other people to like feel okay that Mm -hmm. they have these emotions too, that's like a good thing. Right. But if you're using the context that we're like, oh, we're normalizing it saying like everyone should feel this way and that's That's normal for like healthcare providers to feel compared to other jobs, like in that way, no. Right. Yeah. That's not what we're trying to say. Between like the two of us when we talk about it, we're more trying to be like your feelings we have are this valid. too. Yeah. 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 But like I used to get anxious about going to my like school nurse job. And I used to be mm. anxious about going to class. Like I think these are normal feelings. Right. But yeah. if it's like any level of anxiety for anything, if it's actually interfering with your like ability to like do tasks and it feels like out of the spectrum of like a normal amount then yeah that's an issue right and maybe you know this job that you're currently at if you're feeling that way might not be the best place for you to be at because you shouldn't be having anxiety constantly every single day you work the whole time like that that is not what we're trying to normalize yeah yeah Someone else asked how to create work-life balance. By the way, I'm so excited for this collab. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's definitely something you learn over time. And I talk about this a lot on TikTok about how when you're new, you're just focusing on like being new and like getting into the routine and like getting used to your like new life um and then as time kind of progresses it gets it becomes a lot easier to figure out this work-life balance and also adjusting to three days a week is really hard like you would think it's not but I talk about this too like even now like some days when I have a random day off and like no one else is around like I do struggle with like feeling lonely and like feeling bored which is like feels like a stupid thing to complain about it's not necessary that you're complaining about but this is just how you feel Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that transition is really hard, but I think it's important to have some like self-care measures already in place before you graduate kind of makes like the transition easier. And then it really all comes down to like just doing whatever it is that makes you happy. Like if someone follows me on TikTok and they see that like I'm reading and I'm exercising, that's because that's what I like to do. That doesn't mean that's like the only thing you can do. Right. I don't really try other things because that's what makes me happy. And like, mm-hmm. I've gotten the day off, like perfected to a science for mm-hmm. me, but like what I do doesn't mean it'll work for you. Like everyone's different. And really, I think with social media in general, it's very easy to just like constantly compare yourself to other people and like think that like, because one person's doing something one way, that means like you should be doing it that way. Mm-hmm. But like, it really just comes down to like the most basic understanding of like, do whatever you have to do to make you happy. Yeah. I think it takes a while to get work-life balance down, especially when you first start because you might be yeah. new to shift work. Like you might be on night shift now as a new grad. Like there's so many different factors that play into it and you might not have like a super great schedule. You could be on one off on whatever. Like I think yeah. I definitely struggled for a little bit to figure out like what work-life balance was for me. 
And it's important to figure out, you know, what it is for you because everyone does things differently. And something that really helped me because what I struggled with for a while was like feeling so out of a routine because I feel like you've been used to going to school for how many years of your life? Like Monday through Friday, you always did this. And then like you might work Monday, you might work Wednesday, you might work Saturday, Saturday, like you normally don't really know what day it is, especially if you're on nights. And so I feel like that really threw me off at first. So you need to perfect, like you said, like your day off routine. Like what, what is that routine for you? So like, you know, it's different for everyone. I wake up, I go to the gym, I eat breakfast, like I go get a coffee. Like I do these different self-care things and that might be totally different for you, but like figure out your day off routine and then your life feels more consistent, which also helps your work-life balance, I think. Yeah. It's hard though. It's hard to balance. It's hard to figure it out. It's definitely hard. It took me a long time to figure out like, I'd say probably like the first, well also, you know, COVID like messed things up, but I think Mm -hmm. it probably took me around a year to like feel comfortable with like having time off. And then at one point in my life, I was like picking up other jobs because like I didn't know what to do with myself with mm-hmm. free time. Um, cause there's like a, I had this like mindset of like toxic productivity where I felt like mm-hmm. every hour of my life had to be like towards like doing something and like making money. Um, so it took yeah. me a while to get to this place and you kind of just have to like enjoy the journey. And again, like just don't think about it so much. Like, mm-hmm. Just like think in your mind, like, is this making me happy? Yes. Is it healthy? Yes. Cool. Right. Keep going. Like, well, I think also, like you said, the toxic productivity, like, I think every or a lot of new grads go through the phase where like, oh, I'm just going to pick up a bunch of overtime. Like, why not? I have all this free time now. Like, I don't have to study. Like, and that can lead to burning out quicker. So Mm -hmm. I feel like you have to find a healthy balance. I'm not saying like, don't ever pick up ever, but like, yeah, don't think you need to work every single day because you don't know what to do with your free time sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Another question was, if you could have one thing to bring to your shift, what would it be? That's a hard question. (laughs) Snacks? Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, like, trauma shears. (laughs) Uh, Like, I wasn't even thinking about that. Are snacks not included? (laughs) If we're talking about, like, snacks, too. (laughs) If we're talking about one, like, medical item, I guess I'd say shears. But if we're talking about, like, literally one thing on your body, I'm bringing food. Because <laughs> I cannot go like two hours without a snack. Okay, I'm the same way. And I was telling one of my previous coworkers, like, if I don't eat every few hours, like, even if it's just like a protein bar, you yeah. know, like a piece of fruit or something, like, I will not function <laughs> yeah. efficiently. No. Like, and she was like, oh, I'm, I only eat like every seven hours. And I'm like, no. We are not the same. We are not the same. <laughs> we are not the same. But like, I, my snack. blood sugar is dropping. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned into like an actual monster. Well, yeah, that too. Like, I am a hangry person. I'm like, oh, for it's sure. time for a saltine cracker. Must be one o'clock. <laughs> or the graham crackers. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> Someone else will have a pair of shears, um, you know? No one else is going to share their that's, snacks. That's true. Yeah, but I feel like sometimes people won't share their shears either. Like, 
if you need them. I don't know. Some people forget them too. Yeah. Or a pen. I feel like pens. I always need a pen. Yeah, I always steal no, people's This is hard. Pens. You can't just bring one thing. I'm a pen stealer. There's too many essentials. You're a pen stealer? Oh, 100%. What is wrong with you? What? I have no shame. At least you own up to it. Everyone knows. If You're you, the problem. If you give me a pen, I'm not giving it back. Oh, I will hunt people down because I have a I actually specific don't pen. even bring my own pens because I Oh just- my gosh. Who are you? <laughs> the charge pack always has them, so I just grab one from you, you know? Yeah, I guess if they keep it stocked, you might as well. But like you don't have a pen that you like. Like I am no. picky about my pens. No, I have wow. I literally use like those like one dollar like Bic dollar store ones (laughs) okay but you know what like those ones aren't bad i don't mind those i feel like i don't really like write that many things down Mm. i feel like i'm always like writing a little to-do list or like little reminders like two hours due at whatever time like stuff like that just because i can't it's just a scary place i don't know (laughs) I mean, some sometimes I don't write stuff down, but I feel like I, like, lose my mind if I yeah. don't. And I also, like, have that – like, I will write stuff down that I already did. <laughs> yeah. I do that in my, like, just, real life. Yeah. Just so I can cross it yeah, out. 100%. 100%. Got to gotta feel productive, you know? <laughs> Another question was – New grad here. I'm struggling right now with my days off and what to do and how to not feel burnt out. Yeah. That's hard. I feel like with burnout as a new grad, like you need to kind of evaluate, you know, am I burnt out because I'm working too much? Am I burnt out because I don't like where I'm working? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big thing. Like a lot of people – take their first job in a place that they don't like and they think that they have to stay. Yeah. And I don't think you need to stay somewhere that you don't like, you know, like I think it's okay to leave a job that is toxic. Yeah. And if you're feeling burnt out from your job and like consistently burnt out, you know, not just, I mean, because I think everyone can go through phases, but if you really are feeling burnt out, you don't need to stay. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Again, you just literally have to do what makes you happy and not feel, like, bad and guilty. And I think, like, there's a lot of – a lot of times, like, healthcare workers specifically are, like, almost, like, gaslit and their, like, compassion and, uh, like, desire to help others is, like, almost used against them. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, admin, like, would purposely use those feelings of guilt, like, against you, um, mm-hmm. trying to get you to, like, stay. But, Mm -hmm. like, you are, like, you know how, like, people are, like, oh, you're not, like, the center of the universe? It's, like, well, you are literally the center of your own universe. So, like, you have to. You gotta do you. You gotta do you. And you have to stop living for, like, other people's opinions, other people's, like, Mm -hmm. other people's lives because they're the center of their universe. And I'm the center of my universe. And, like. At the end of the day, like, obviously, it's different for, like, your family and, like, your loved ones and, like, stuff like that. But, like, besides, like, your inner soul, like, you just have to do things that, like, benefit you. And you can't feel guilty about doing the things that, like, would make you the happiest. Right. 
Yeah. You just, you have to do what's best for you. And I think it's hard uh, as like a healthcare worker, as a nurse, whatever, like you are used to putting others before yourself. So I think it's kind of hard to be like, no, I'm going to do what's best for me. I'm going to put myself and my needs first Yeah, because you're used to caring for others. And like, that's, you know, what, what we do sort of thing. Yeah. But you got to put yourself first because if you don't, you, you aren't, putting your best foot forward for your patients. Yeah. Like it affects every aspect of your life. Yeah. It's hard though, for sure, to yeah. realize like I definitely think like the best. It also you have to give it some time as a new grad to get better. True. Because it is the transition is literally so hard. Like you can work in the best mm-hmm. hospital with the best management with the best resources and the transition mm-hmm. is still like the hardest thing you'll ever do. Yeah, I agree. Being a new grad is so hard, and I don't think I expected it to be as hard as it yeah. was. I don't think and I think like you enough for how no, hard the transition is. No, definitely not. And I think like, you know, this. I think give it six months, six months yeah. on your own. Yeah, and yeah. see like, am I feeling better or is this still yeah. toxic? Like, because you know, you could work in the best place ever and still just not that might not be your place, you know, yeah. like not every unit is for every person. Yeah. But no, the transition is super duper hard. And I don't think it gets talked about enough. Like, especially like going straight. I think, you know, I chose to go into ER, you chose to go into ER, but like, I think that was a hard transition. Yeah. And obviously yeah. they warn you about it, but it, it's hard. It's a whole different way of thinking from nursing school to actually <laughs> being the nurse, you know? Even the transition from being with a preceptor to being on your own is so hard because yeah. you, like, think you're doing everything on your own with the preceptor, but then when you're on your own and you realize you don't have them to, like, fall back on, you're like, oh, shit. Like, right. yeah. it becomes it's a lot more real, even, like, that transition. I think, like, a yeah. lot of times what happens with people is they start to gain some confidence and like things are looking up and then you're off orientation and you feel like you've taken like seven steps backwards and then you're mm-hmm. like start to feel like really self-conscious and being like I was feeling so good and like the thing yeah. about nursing which is like I think is really cool is that like you just have to realize you're never going to know everything and even three and a half years in there are things that I literally have no idea and I have to ask my coworkers. And and that's fine. That's fine. That is so fine. I think you yeah. like put a lot of, at least I put a lot of pressure on myself to like, oh, you have to know it all. You can't ask yeah. questions. Like you you're supposed to know this, but like that is not the truth at all. No. You could be a nurse for 35 years yeah. and still not know something. I literally ask questions, asking questions every day. And that makes you a good nurse. Yeah. It makes you a good nurse. And like, you know what? There are people out there that you probably shouldn't ask questions to because they're rude and they aren't going to be supportive. But you just yeah. got to find those few people that you know you can go to, whether they were like old preceptors or the charge nurse, whoever it may be. Like, yeah. find your person that you can ask questions to. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask. Like yeah. it is so important to make yeah. sure you're still asking questions yeah. because it's hard. Yeah. Like being on your own. I, yeah, I agree with you. Like, it's like you take a few steps back when you're finally like on your own yeah. officially because you have no one there, you know, guiding you. Yeah. But don't think of it that but way. At the same time, like still you people do. looking out for you. Yeah. You know, just cause you're on your own doesn't mean you're alone. I think like the best characteristic you can have as a nurse is like, 
knowing that you don't know everything and like constantly mm-hmm. just like asking other people for their opinions and for be, their help and be willing and, like, to learn yeah yeah i agree because if you walk in there acting like you know everything thinking yeah. you know everything you don't like yeah. and it's fine to own that you don't yeah. i i'll own it i don't know everything i probably will never, never you never know will everything it's not yeah. probably and you that's literally totally never fine. will that's no all. yeah <laughs> literally never will and is. medicine is always changing like that's yeah. the place we work at like and i think it might be hard consciously to like admit that to yourself that you will never know everything because you're so used to like oh I gotta gotta learn all this material for this test like I need to know all this yeah but it's not it's not like that in the real world like you it's not that's not practical and it's fine just give yourself grace you got this (laughs) it'll it'll all be fine (laughs) it all works out at the end of the day yeah exactly but all right just got off my little <laughs> spiel there. <laughs> um, well, I've had such a good time talking to you. We've been talking for so long now. I could talk to you for hours probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, where? Three hour yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, this is a never ending episode. <laughs> Continuous. <laughs> um, where can people find you? At Nikki Alvarez with two Zs on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Goodreads. Uh, we can be friends on Goodreads if you want to see my book recommendations. And then also in like my bios, it's going to be the link for that Discord book club as well. And then you also have merch. Chat on there. Plug the merch. Yes, I do. And this is my new merch oh, that's coming cute. out soon. I love that. I haven't a, seen it yet. It's a matching set. Stop. That is too good. I, I love it. It just got delivered like an hour ago. Stop it. That's yeah, so I'm cute. Excited. I love it. I, I wish you guys <laughs> could see it. In my bio. <laughs> You'll see it soon. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> when is it coming? Soon. It's coming out next week. Is that what you said? Um, Maybe. This was like the first like... Like they just sent me like this. Oh, okay. And I really like this. Um, One of the sweatshirts like... The little thing was like too low, so oh, okay. we have to like edit that. Well, so, it, just when this is out. Oh, yeah, when this comes out, be on the lookout for it. It might be out, it might yeah. not be, but keep an we'll eye see. out. It's super we'll cute. Keep you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a surprise. <laughs>